Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Today's guest is a two-times best-selling author, international speaker, coach, father, and husband to his amazing wife, Alexi. Being placed in special ed class back in school and becoming very angry and rebellious, he got involved with the wrong crowd and after having one of his best friends killed in a shooting, he knew that he had to make some changes beginning with his environment. This then led to him picking up the book, Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks by the age of 25 and reading and learning things like thoughts become things and we create our own reality. He got mad wondering why he had only just made it this far in life and only just picked up this book and started hearing about these things and wondering why no one else has ever shared it with him before and why weren't more people talking about it. He's a globally recognized for helping People love more and simply amplify their message through his teachings, leadership, workshops, such as the Bridge Experience. He has become an international best-selling author. He's worked with thousands of people all across the globe and spoke to crowds of over 6,000 people, been recognized by Forbes magazine, Entrepreneur magazine, BBC, and so many more as one of the world's most heart-centered leaders for our generation. So please help me welcome the guy who went from being on the wrong side of the law having witnessed and experienced things that most people never wish to experience in their life, then having his own surf school in California to now being a two-time seven-figure business owner, two-times best-selling author, a dad of going on four, and a husband to his beautiful wife, Alexi, my boy, all the way from Austin, Texas, Mr. Preston Smiles. Let's go. I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I got one of those, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been doing that since I was in uh, in high school. We used to make that sound uh, to signify that uh, it was like a like a call to when we were skipping class. If you heard that sound, that was the way to go. So, like, if my friends were around the corner and we were all trying to find each other, we'd go, oh, and then everybody would be like, oh, they're over there. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> That's so freaking good. And then it's just, it, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, here I am, a 40 year old man still, do, still doing it. It's one of my favorite sounds. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> keep, you gotta keep the kid in you. You can't get yeah, old. Yeah, for sure. I love for it. sure, man. Bro, I've got a bunch of um, like rapid fire questions I'm gonna hit to you so people can kind of get to know you really fast and then we'll get jump into it. You Let's cool? do it. Okay. Yep. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Los Angeles, California. And where do you live now? I live in Austin, Texas. What is your favorite food? Mm, at the moment, it would be Brazilian food. Ooh. And it's a particular plate that is uh, salmon and uh, black beans and salsa and plantains. Love it. If you could have any type of superpower, what would it be? Mm. It would be the superpower of like full body knowing 
of my human powers. So it's like the, we forget how powerful we are. And so if I, if I had a superpower, it would be not to forget. And I would just walk around daily, like fully charged and knowing that I am God manifest, that I am emptiness dancing, that I am a beacon, a lighthouse, a space for transformation and for um, the revealing of God's love on a moment to moment basis. I love that. That's solid. Uh, what is your X factor? Mm. Passion. Nobody can beat me at passion. I got, I got that fire. Yeah, yes, you do. What was your dream job as a kid? Ooh, uh, no job. Dream job as a kid was no job. Uh, but it, close second, if you're talking about what I was excited to become when I grew up, oh, that was an NBA player. And then uh, second to that was an actor. Right. You went down that route for a while, didn't you? There's some modeling and stuff. And... I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did a bunch of stuff. I love it. Who's someone that's inspired you to get to where you are and why? Mm, that's for sure my wife. Um, and the why is because she challenges the fuck out of me all the time. And so uh, <laughs> it's easy to be a, like a monk um, on a mountain pretending like you're, you're awesome and dope when you don't have somebody reflecting all the places where you're out of integrity, right? So when I was single and nobody could challenge me, I thought my shit didn't stink. But the moment I got in a deep conscious relationship, all the little areas where I was still selling out on myself, selling out on her and selling out on the world, she reflected back to me. And uh, as much as that hurt my ego and I wanted to blame and shame her, I recognized that it was all an opportunity for me to keep leveling up. And that's what keeps happening. I would not be where I am today without her. Yeah. That's so interesting because I've been, I've been learning so much more about that. Like what you're saying, like perceptions, projection and how like we're our own mirrors and stuff like that. Do you want to talk a little bit more into that? Like, how did you kind of, how, how, what are some things that I guess she started to show up in you that you recognize that you hadn't worked on and stuff? Yeah, man, there's, there's so many like, um, layers to this conversation, but, um, one is previous to my wife, I had never made love to a woman. I'd only had sex. I had only fornicated, but I had never made love. And so her heart being open to me and her leaning forward forced me to see where I was still not fully open. And so it's something as simple as that. Her, her being fully you know, expressed in any given moment in her divine feminine forced me to see where I was not in my divine masculine. And so that's one area. Um, another one, and this is a funny one. Um, we went to the movies and, uh, this is when we were dating. We we're first dating. Not many people know this story. So you get an exclusive. Yeah. We are first dating. And, um, we went to the movies and I said, Oh, I got this. And I bought the tickets and, um, we went to go give the person the tickets for the movie. And, she looked and she was like, this says child. It says adult and child. And I was like, oh yeah, it's just a way to like pay less. And she was like, no, that's deeply out of integrity and I will not have that. And I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> and I, I had justified it in my head that like, you know, they're charging us $15 to see a movie when, you know, this should be only $8 or whatever. So I'm just going to put one adult, one child. And, and like, I was like trying to skeet, cheapskate my way uh, through a date and she called me out on it. 
And uh, that was one of those moments for me where I was like, oh, she's probably going to do this for the rest of my life. And it's like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. I love, <laughs> I love that, bro. Um, man, I'd love to, um, yeah, like what, what you guys, uh, and obviously I know you both kind of equally, um, seeing what you guys have done in relationship and stuff is so freaking cool. So I'd love to kind of see where that goes. But I, uh, in this chat, I'd firstly love to hear about, like, I know a lot about your story and I kind of touched on a little bit in your, in your intro here, but you, you left, like you kind of broke away from what you knew was a, a rough crowd, like the way you kind of grew up and when you're a teenager and everything, then you've gone on to, you know, freaking kill it, absolutely kill it in life and make a massive, massive impact on a global level. I'd love to, can you go back to that time and explain to us and, and talk us through, because I know so many people in like, I refer to it as like leaving one table to go to the next. Like so often mm-hmm. we're like, everyone's sitting at a table right now in their life. Yep. with the people around them, the conversations they're having, the income they're making, the impact they're having. And they always see the next table and they see who can be sitting at it, but they're always scared to leave and make that, that leap. And yep. you did that. So could you talk us through like how, how can someone do that? Because there's so much fear and uncertainty there, right? For sure. Um, I can go way back there, but I could also go to six months ago because I keep doing this. Uh, one of the principles that I live by is elevation requires separation. And so if you are calling in elevating, whatever that means to you, you must separate from certain things, certain people, certain foods, certain energies, and uh, what got you here won't get you there. And so even, even as of the last eight months, recognizing that the tables that I were at were beautiful and amazing, and, I, and not that I needed to leave those tables, because it's not about leaving them forever, but when in the conversation of what is the next the next evolution for me, the question must be as an entrepreneur, as a, a father, a girlfriend, a husband, whatever you are, whatever title you give yourself, the question must be who, not how. Most people start everything from, oh, I'd like to make this kind of money. How do I do it? Oh, I'd like to have this kind of job. How do I do it? Oh, I'd like to call in this kind of partner. How? And th- that's the wrong question. The question is who? And so for me, uh, back then, and even as of like, like I said, like seven, eight months ago, uh, I recognized that if if I walk like, talk like, eat like, smell like, drink like, think like, stress like, the people that I was currently being around, that I was going to have what they were having. And when I looked around, and this is important for all of us to pull back right? Pull back 30,000 foot view. Look at your life, look down at it and say, would I be okay? 10, 20, 30 years from now, knowing that this is the potential that I, that I reached because we, we inevitably almost always become who and what we spend our most time around. And so if you spend all your time on YouTube, then you, you turn into a little YouTube robot. If you spend all your time around you know, people who have beautiful hearts but don't have big, big visions or big dreams, you'll have a big, beautiful heart with, with not much ambition. And so the question is, is it's not about getting rid of, because I did, I had a conversation with my friends and my family and I told all of them, hey, there's something really big on my heart and I know that I need to go away for a while. 
I don't dislike you. I don't hate you. I don't want you to take this personal, but I'm going to separate myself and I'm going to go hang in some different circles so that I can learn some of those things and bring them back to us. And literally, I stopped answering my dad's calls, all the things, and I talked to him about it. You know, it was, it was a tricky thing because um, I love all those people. But I knew that if I just stayed around them, I was going to have what they were having. And so I made some different decisions. I've been doing that since I was a kid. And even as of seven, eight months ago, when I moved here to Austin, I noticed that part of me that uh, identifies as the lone wolf and the, you know, the, all of us have these sort of identities that we hold on to. And one of mine is, is the lone wolf. And uh, whenever, whenever there's like popular kids, the wounded part of me that was wounded by the popular kids uh, sort of separates and, and like makes them bad or villainizes them. And so, uh, you know, I, I got to Austin, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to sidestep that conversation and I'm going to, I'm going to have new friends, right? I, I'm going to see what happens if I allow new people into my space and what they will reflect and, and teach me through, throughout this process. And it's been extremely expansive, man. Like even the house I'm staying at right now is a uh, lakefront, b- big $4 million house. And the only reason I got that house is because of the very thing that I'm talking about, which is a friend of a friend said, hey, I know a guy who's like, who would love to have you on this podcast. And, and just so you know, and I think you know this, I say no about for every 20 requests, I say no to 18 of them and two of them. I say yes to because yes. I, everybody's got a, Everybody's got a podcast, right? <laughs> yes, that's right, baby. So <laughs> you guys are getting the gold. <laughs> so intuitively I had a hit, you know, to, uh, to say yes to this one. And so I said, yes. And I was just really nice and just being a good dude, right? That's that at the end of the day, you just be a nice person. And the guy at the end of the podcast, when it wasn't even recording or anything, he said, hey, I heard you're moving to Austin. I said, yeah, I didn't know anything about him. I knew nothing. I said, yeah, man, I'm moving with the family. He's like, oh, you got a place to stay yet? And I said, oh, we're building our house, but we'll figure something out. And he said, oh, I, I got an extra lake house if you want it. Free of charge. And Whoa. Like, what? And he's like, yeah, I got an extra house if you want it. You can, you can stay there for a month or two with, for no, no money at all. And I was like, bro, you don't even know me. This is, that's a really big, beautiful gesture. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Come to find out he's like one of the biggest real estate dudes in the world. Um, and he, you know, even, even two months ago, he took me on his private jet to go see my mom because I hadn't seen her uh, because of COVID. And so um, me extending myself um, has over and over again turned into all of these new opportunities. And so anybody listening right now, um, I challenge you to be proactive about um, separating the elevate and, and make sure you do it from a clean space. You're not separating because you're better than your friends or family. You're separating because there's something different on your heart than is on their heart. Mm. And that's huge. You know, and that, that's, that's like ICS Shrub is being rewarded from the universe for taking the action you're meant to be taking. Cause you know, we, we get these nudges, we get these urges and like these, these hunches and we just got to go on them. Right. And, I, I I always get really weirdly excited about making massive changes in my life, like moving, like I've moved countries a couple of times now, or like mm-hmm. big life altering decisions because I just know that I'm like, if I'm having this, like call it a download, intuition, whatever we want to call it, if I'm having this idea to make this decision, I know it has to lead me to something even greater because 
that's just how it works. Like everything's mm-hmm. working for us and it, you know, it's, it's, it's conspiring for us for what we want ultimately. So um, I love that. And shifting on the conversation of kind of shifting tables and cause I, th- this is the primary thing we, I talk about with so many people. Cause I think to really go to make the step from where you are to where you want to go, it's got to require this. And what I see often in people is some people who have got like self-esteem issues or feeling not good mm-hmm. enough can kind of struggle more with this. So how can someone, I guess, realize that they actually don't need to stay at this old table or to stay in this old place to mm-hmm. feel good about themselves? How can, how can we start to fill up our own cup in a way mm-hmm. where we know that we're perfect, whole, amazing, beautiful as mm-hmm. we are and everything yeah. else is just the cherry on top? Well, one is what they're doing right now. If somebody is listening who identifies with what you just said, the the mere fact that you're listening to a podcast where it's, you know, you're opening up a new portal, a new paradigm, a new space for you to remember who and what you are, that's a big deal. What's even a bigger deal than that is giving yourself credit for all the times where that's already happened. You know, one of the things that uh, people do, and, and this is the 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 false self it will go into the past and find a bunch of negative stuff and then project into the future and what people often forget is that there's been hundreds of times in their lives where they've already left one table to go to another now sometimes it's forced if their hand is forced into that thing but whatever it is if you look back and give yourself credit and go ah i didn't die my ego was trying to trick me into believing that if I take this step, everything's going to crash. I'm going to lose my house, my girlfriend, my everything. When in truth, I've done this before and I didn't die then and I'm not going to die now. Right? So credit is one of the biggest things. Uh, the first thing, though, is you have to um, decide that you'll figure it out or that you'll find somebody to help you figure it out. That's step number one is decide. Make the decision. And there's a, there's a big distinction between I want and I want to move tables. I choose, right? It still has a back door. I choose, but it wasn't an alignment, mm. right? <laughs> and I commit. I commit means there's no matter what. If I have to move a mountain, the mountain must move because I'm committed. And so uh, paying attention to your language and making sure that you... Uh, are playing with that and and how to commit this is a just going a little deeper is get leverage on yourself who wins when you win right who loses when you sit on the sidelines and and get ready to get ready what is it costing you what is it costing your friends what is it costing your mom and your dad what is it costing all the people who you are here to serve but you're too fucking scared to step out and go actually go after the thing. What is it costing them every day that you sit on the sidelines? So you got to get leverage on yourself. For me, I, I make so many major moves be, because I leverage it off of my kids. Every time I'm hiding or, or, or playing small, I say, you're robbing your, you're robbing your kids, bro. So getting leverage on yourself and, and making a decision. Number two is... Um, micro wins right mm-hmm. so just try little things we're not asking you to to move across country 
just decide that instead of going to the same cafe you always go to or the same group chat you always go to that you just try try something a little different just notice and put it get it in your body just notice what it feels like to go to switch up the routine and then give yourself credit for it credit is a big word here switch up the routine give yourself credit switch up the routine give yourself credit what you're doing is is building a somatic body that can hold everything you say you want and then some a somatic somatic soma means the wisdom of the body a lot of people from the mental state say i want i want a million dollars but they haven't built the body right i remember 2012 2013 me doing smile surf school knowing that i was calling in a million dollar business but i knew i wasn't ready for it then how did you know my mind wanted it but my body was i didn't i didn't i, I couldn't hold a million dollars i did not build up the type of container that could hold that what, and what what do you mean by this like how did you know you weren't in a million dollar body for people yeah yeah cuz cuz i wasn't even in a 100,000 dollar body <laughs> <laughs> that's how i knew <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you just got to look at your results like yo yeah. wh- where am i vibrating at right like what am i what am i um a, a vibrational match for and when i started to look around i was like oh yo um this is not it right um and so instead of beating myself up i said oh, i'm going to build to that right same way if i wanted to build a you know a a, a muscle bound sort of ripped body i wouldn't just day one be like oh i hit the gym so let's go Give me the muscles. Give me the six pack. No, I got to build up to this. And I'm guessing like, is this kind of like when you're thinking of building up to a million dollar body, a million dollar vibration, is mm-hmm. this environment, your thoughts, the way your, you know, your habits, is this, is this kind of what you're talking about? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so what were the biggest differences you found from not being in a six figure body to a million dollar body? Were some, were there some key things that you realized you're like, holy crap, I could, I got to switch this. And when he switches, he starts seeing results. Correct. Yes. One of the first and biggest ones was taking 100% responsibility for my entire life. Because the $100,000 body, the $30,000 body, that one was blaming everybody else for why I was where I was. But to take to, and what happened for me was uh, I was 33 years old and I moved back in with my mom. And uh, I knew that I was taking a few steps back to take a lot of steps forward. I didn't actually know what that path was going to be like, but going back to it, I knew that all I needed to do was find a who that could help me do that. I didn't have to know how. I just had to know a who that knew how. You follow me so far? Mm -hmm. So the money I was spending on um, rent, I took that money and I got myself a coach. Somebody who who knew the who and, and, and and could help me unravel the how and that year 2014 i made 150,000 the next year i made 300 the next year i made 600 the next year i made 1 million and i have not stopped i used these principles which we're going through number 1 decide i decided that it was game on that i was going to turn pro as a coach i was dabbling before oh i like coaching oh i like books Oh, I like workshops and seminars. But am I willing to be a professional coach? That's a whole nother beast. And so I decided 
and committed to, to going pro. That's number one. Number two, I looked around my life and I took responsibility for all of it. Number three, I took inventory of, of what needed to go, to go away in order for there to be space for what I was calling in. Mm. Right? So let's just think of it like a, like a, like a, like a, a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Right? If everything in the house has just stuff all the way up to the top of the windows, there's no space to expand in that house. There's no space to have a different vision inside of that house. There's no space for, for uh, a potential suitor to come in and offer to buy that house so you can get a bigger one. So I needed to clear space. Elevation requires separation. That's number three. I began to look around my life and say, what do I need to separate from in order to elevate? So that happened. Number, f- number four was uh, I started to clean up my language and work out my language the same way I was working out my biceps. So a lot of people spend a lot of time on their abs and their biceps, but they don't spend a lot of time on their language. And so uh, I began to speak, and I say this all the time, speak what you seek until you see what you said. I began to speak and prophesy about what was coming because who the fuck knew what was coming, right? So how about I just make up a story and believe it, right? I began to speak into existence that there's something happening here. The universe is, is, is moving ahead of me and it, it knows what I desire. And so there's something happening here. And I, I just got out of the way and I just kept speaking into existence outwardly and inwardly. I would, I would meditate and I would do this mantra. I deserve, I allow, I receive. I deserve, I allow, I receive. I deserve, I allow, I receive. And I would let it just penetrate and permeate my entire body and see and feel what it feels like to be rich now, to be wealthy now, to be abundant now. And what happened was I became a vibrational frequency for all of that stuff. And people started looking at me different and feeling into my energy. And I was so full from the inside out that um, I became a magnet. Right? So number four was speak what you seek until you see what you said. Number five is, uh, I, 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 and they, they say this in sales, it, it, it's ABC which is always be closing. But for me, it was ABC. It was always be celebrating. And so I, I, I started to just celebrate everything, everything, right? Um, I don't know about you or have you ever seen this, but, or have you ever dated somebody who was less attractive, but there was something so magnetic about their confidence, right? Mm. The, the, the confidence and, and the attraction comes from their inner joy. It's the reason why puppies and babies and, and things of that nature get so much, oh, right? We see a puppy, oh, we see a baby, oh, because their inner joy is just radiating, right? And so I began to radiate with inner joy because I was celebrating everything. And number five, um, I began to notice all the ways in which I was programmed to, to be, um, be careful. Right? As a kid, especially a boy, I would hear all the time, be careful. Oh, oh, be careful, Creston. Be careful. And so one of my mantras was be dangerous. Go too far. Go too far and find out. Right? And so I kept finding my edge. And what happened was is every edge that I found, I would push it out a little bit further and I built a body that can hold more. 
because my container was expanded. We know this. Context creates content. The context of this room shapes how the content can be placed. The context of be dangerous created the content of of somebody that other people looked at and said, I want to learn from him. Mm. I want to know what he's doing. And so all of that, those are the five principles. All of those helped me build a somatic body that took, took the whole thing to another level. Mate, that's, it. that's amazing. And a lot, of, a lot of the work you do, and because we've, we've done so much work together, actually. You know, you, know, you were actually the first ever self-development event I ever did was with you. Mm. You, Trippy. Alexi, and Scott Cody in, in LA. And oh, uh, yes. do you remember that one? Yes. The, uh, we do the, the ninja. Uh, Samurai games. Yes. And uh, this was so funny because like I was, man, I would have been 21, 22 years yeah. old, something like that. I was went to America for the first trip ever. And I was like, this is amazing, America. And then I, I just saw, I was like, oh, this guy, Preston Smiles. I've seen some of his videos and stuff. He's doing this event. This will be cool. Not <laughs> knowing this is like a high level leadership event. And I go into this event and I just got destroyed. I was like, what is this? <laughs> but that, that event changed so much for me. And I started to learn all about this stuff called trauma and things yes. that people hold on to and all of our past shit, how it just carries on. So like I was a lot younger and naive then. And like I said, I was really in the beginning of self-development not knowing that things that have happened in your past actually do drag into your present if you allow them to. So yes. I know a lot of the work you do is around healing trauma and helping people, I guess, release that crap so they can really tap into their inner magic. Do you want to talk a little bit into that and how do how and why do people bring things into the present and how do you, how can they start to release it and mm. see them for who they really are so they can tap into a higher level of themselves? Yeah, man, that's a loaded question. And we could be here all day, all night with that question by itself. So I'll just briefly touch on a few things. Uh, Our mental maps and our nervous system, our psyche is formed between zero and usually seven years old. And so most grown adults die still operating from the five, six, seven-year-old nervous system, even though they have more sophisticated language and bigger muscles and bigger titties and all those things, they're still operating from a childhood nervous system. Now, during that time, almost everybody experiences some level of trauma and if we were going to define trauma, there's, there's big T trauma like rape and physical abuse, sexual abuse, like extreme mental abuse, um, car accidents, evasive surgeries, diseases. These are big T traumas, surviving a natural disaster. But then there's little T traumas, right? Now, those are, those are a little more subtle. Those are that moment where you get an A plus and your sister gets a C and you see the, the, the look on your mom's face when you celebrate, which basically says, don't do that. Mm. And so you begin to, to dim your light. Little T traumas 
happen in so many different ways. And most of the time, we've already experienced hundreds of them by the time we're seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And the body is a living library that stores everything we've ever been through. Uh, if you've ever seen a cheetah uh, chase down an impala uh, on National Geographic, if the impala gets away, what happens is, is once they get to safety, keyword safety, they begin to do this shaking motion and breathing to reset their nervous system. Well, most humans, when they get away from a trauma, never actually take the time to reset their nervous system. And so therefore, they are stacking on top of trauma after trauma after trauma until they become a certain kind of way. And then they identify with that way. Oh, I'm just shy. No. Shy was a strategy to stay safe. Mm. Oh, I'm just an aggressive person. No. The aggression is a strategy to stay safe. Right? All of these things are not who we are. They are who we became. And the work that I do with one-on-one clients and in my, I have a institute called Elementum Coaching Institute that I um, co-run with Christine Hasler, Stephanos, um, and Alexi, my wife. Um, the work that we do in there, the work that we do in Bridge, the work that I do with you know um, people in my program called Amplify is all about helping people dislodge and reset the nervous system. Because uh, every one of those those traumas that we dislodge out of the body gives us more space and more space um, can be linked to creativity and abundance and flow and all of those things. And so uh, I hope that answered your question. I could go deeper and longer, but I think that's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is a thing like, and this is why I love just teaching self-development and, you know, just getting all this out there and bringing amazing people like you onto the show because, we don't get taught this stuff in school Mm-mm. and especially in Australia, we grew up where if things like that happen, it's just forget about it. You need to be a tough guy. You need to be a tough girl. Um, you know, don't let others see the weakness. And, and we'd start to develop this like armor suit that is trying to keep, you know, we're using it to keep it safe, but it's only holding us back from more and more and more. And the more you kind of tap into all of this, you start to realize how much crap we do bring in, and it's just not useful anymore. And and like that, like our body and our energy is only can only ever be at capacity. We can't ever have more or less. So it's either going to be filled with good stuff or crap stuff. But most people yeah. walk around with so much shit. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. So many people, like I sleep like five, six hours a night, mm. right? And sometimes people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, I just don't need any more. Because like I've just gotten rid of so much shit out of my body where I just feel freaking great. Mm. And, I, and I choose to refill it with all the good and surround yes. myself with people who speak about good stuff as well. So um, it's really interesting. Man, if someone is listening to this and they're wanting to get into the online space, they're mm-hmm. wanting to level up their brand, they're wanting to really kind of create a bigger impact or like you said, go pro. Was there something like, was there like a one thing you did or is there like a one thing you'd recommend? Like, is there something that somebody should be focusing on going all in on something or is it multiple things or? Yes and no. Um, The one thing for me is letting go of the expectation that there's one thing that will get you 
to the top of a mountain, right? Because that would, that would assume that if I just take one step that I'll just find an elevator and won't have to, the trail will change as I'm walking up that mountain. It'll twist, it'll turn. It'll be bigger rocks, smaller rocks. The one thing is consistency. Um, the second thing is that changed the game for me is seeing family and not dollar signs. A lot of people want to get in the online space and the first thing they see is dollar signs. And because of that, their audience feels that. Mm. There are people that have been following me for over nine years who will never ever buy a single thing from me ever in this lifetime. And those same people will say, yo, that dude actually gives. That dude genuinely cares about humans, whether they have money to give him or not. So the thing that I would suggest is actually build a community by giving to the best of your ability. And when it's time for you to pull the trigger and, and make an offer and do all of that kind of stuff, they will gladly run to the front of the line and say, I will be there because of who you've been being over six months, seven months, 10 months, a year, three years. Be consistent. Give your gifts and your gifts will make room for you. Mm. I love it. Man, this has been um, really freaking epic. Gonna chat with you, hang out, catch up again. Um, where can everybody find you, social media, follow you, check you out? All the things, man. I am actually launching a new podcast called The Preston Smile Show. Yes. Um, so if you guys are into podcasts, which I assume you are, that shit's going to be absolutely ridiculous in the best way possible. When so is that coming out? That'll come out in ooh, two weeks from now. So Cool. So when this sh- it's already out, guys. Yeah, it's already out. <laughs> two yeah. to three weeks from now. So Preston Smile's show on um, Apple podcast all that stuff and then at preston smiles on youtube and instagram those are the two three places you can find me if not PrestonSmiles.com. um and uh yeah man this has been awesome yeah wicked man all right to to wrap this up bro i've got one final question for you are you ready hit me if you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 30 seconds of advice what would it be Mm. Mm. um I'd say go too far, make more mistakes, have fun, really actually enjoy the process. Stop trying to hurry up and become an adult or hurry up and be a millionaire or hurry up and do anything. Actually enjoy it so that when you look back and you're 28, then 38, then 48, then 58, you can say, hey, I rode that bitch all the way through. I had so much fun. I enjoyed every piece of it. And I did not have some expectation that I needed to be anywhere other than where I actually was in that moment. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story. And make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.